Hello and welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. Alright, I just want to start this episode off. Uh, my wife listened to our last episode and she said I sounded like a jaded fan talk, the way that I talked about Michigan and the, what was going on. So she's she's probably right. I was very passionate when I was saying what I said. So let me clarify a little bit. If Michigan did do what they said they did, then they should be penalized um, 100%. And whatever penalty that is, that's fine. They should accept it and move on with their lives. But if not, if I were Michigan, I would definitely lawyer up the university itself, not even Jim Marbaugh, but the university itself, I would lawyer up and I would go after the NCAA for defamation and slander, for leaking the story to begin with. Because as of right now, there's literally no evidence and nothing substantial to prove that they even did anything wrong. So why leak the story if you hadn't even started the investigation yet? So that's kind of where I was a little upset with that. And uh, so one of the reasons why I thought that Ohio State and Ryan Day were the ones who complained to the NCAA about it was because around spring training, in the spring games, there was a couple of stories that came out on some OSU news sites they were talking about Ryan Day was scared to open his practices during the spring game and he was also weary of the spring game because he thought Jim Harbaugh was sending scouts to go scout their their practice, their game and uh, steal their signs and stuff. So it only made sense to me that now all of this is coming out that they're the ones who made the complaint to begin with and and that it would make sense then because there was another story that dropped that said the NCA actually wasn't going to even investigate Michigan because there was no substantial evidence and nothing substantiated the claims so then all of a sudden the story got leaked to the public to force the NCA's hand to do an investigation so that just I mean, it all kind of ties in together. For me, it all kind of ties in together and goes hand in hand. OSU, Ohio State reports Michigan on some trumped up lies, I think. Maybe they'll get found guilty. I don't know. But the NCAA obviously brushed it off. So then OSU went secretly went public with it, leaked the info to the, the news outlets. And, and now, you know, this is going on. So that's just my opinion. That's not... I don't have any evidence of that. I'm just connecting dots here. Um, anyway, I, I apologize for being so passionate about my team and, and, and about what was going on with them. I, I do think that this is just kind of, at this point, they're piling on Jim Harbaugh to push him out of college football, which I don't understand because he's good for college football, whether you like him or not. He's good for college football. He, he makes headlines. He's gotten Michigan back to be relevant again. They're bringing in a ton of revenue. I mean, the Big Ten should be happy he's at Michigan because he's. they were only making revenue off Ohio State. Now they're making it off of Michigan also. So he's bringing more revenue into the Big Ten. So the Big Ten should be happy he's there and, and should definitely be fighting to keep him there. But, you know, that's, that's a story for another day, but... 
I just wanted to start to show off with that apology. Molly Flew is right. I, I did sound like a a jaded fan um, in my passion about Michigan. So with that, Quentin, let's go ahead and get started with the um, <clears throat> some of the games from yesterday. So Penn State blew an opportunity, I thought, or either that or they got exposed, one of the two. Uh, maybe they got exposed against Ohio State. Ohio State still didn't look too hot in that game. Their offense struggled, but their defense did look pretty good. Either that or Penn State's offense just wasn't as good as as uh, I thought they were because they had played nobody up to this point, just like most other teams in college football. But their offense struggled mightily against Ohio State's defense. So at this right now, I'll just give Ohio State's defense credit for Holden Penn State. I think the first time they got onto Ohio State's side of the field was in the second half when they scored that touchdown. Outside of that, I don't think Penn State was able to move the ball. Now, Ohio State wasn't able to move the ball very much either. The score ended up being 20-12. to 12. Right now, um, I still think Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. And until Penn State or Ohio State proves different, I'm still, I still I think they're they're the best team in the Big Ten and they're the best bet to make the college football playoff out of the Big Ten this year. Unless something happens with the NCAA probes. Um, so with that, we'll move on to Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan dominated Michigan State in every facet of the game. They won 49 to nothing, scored a big shutout against a rival. Uh, Michigan State is having their own issues this year, so I still think it speaks volumes that they shut them out and didn't let them score a point even when their backups were in. I think that speaks to the development that Michigan's third and fourth stingers have gotten this year in uh, late game situations because, you know, Michigan's obviously had the game put away by the third quarter for most games, so... I think that's huge for Michigan to be able to get those guys, that development. We saw a couple players we hadn't seen yet this year, so Michigan's still handling business. Um, Oklahoma had a scare. Man, UCF almost got them. They went for that two, and they didn't get that two-point conversion, so Oklahoma skated by. Yeah. A win is a win. But, yeah. Uh, um, I watched the last two minutes of that game. I was... Um, very surprised by how UCF played. You know, they came in Oklahoma to try to upset them. Mm-hmm. They almost did, <clears throat> but Oklahoma uh, held them off. I mean, yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, it was definitely a great game. Yeah, very exciting. Um, Oregon struggled a bit with Washington State, but pulled away in the second half to win thirty-eight to twenty-four. The Alabama-Tennessee game surprised me because. Man, Tennessee was killing them in the first half. Um, at halftime, it was 20-7. to seven, And then Alabama came out in the second half and just thoroughly handed t- hand- handled Tennessee in the second half of that game. So, I don't know what Nick Saban told them at halftime, but whatever he told them, they, they started rolling in the second half. And they ended up winning the game 34-20. Um, yeah, that game kind of surprised me too, um, because you know Tennessee at one point had a twenty to seven lead, and Alabama came back, 
with some twenty-seven unanswered points in the second half. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. Texas, I mean, you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean that's a that's pretty that's pretty good for uh, Alabama against Tennessee right now because they were down twenty to seven at the half, mm-hmm. and they came back thirty-four to twenty. Um, Texas, Houston, Texas again, skated by with a win. Uh, Houston almost got them, but they ended up winning 31-24. That was, uh, that was a very close game until the end. Virginia beat North Carolina. This one surprised me the most probably of all the games this weekend. I thought North Carolina would win this game. It was a close game, 31-27. Virginia um, won it on a last-second play at the end. But, man, wow. (laughs) What a game. I was very surprised that North Carolina lost that game. Yeah, I was very surprised as well, you know. That was at North Carolina, too. So, I mean, it's pretty tough to beat North Carolina in their own house, so... That was pretty impressive by Virginia. And Virginia was 1-5 entering that game. 1-5 yeah. and 1-1. One one, what? No. Sorry. 0-2 in conference play. Their defense is what did them in. Yeah. Their offense was great. Drake May was 24-48 for 347 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. Armarion Hampton had 19 carries for 112 yards. I mean... <laughs> their defense let them down in that one. Yeah, their defense, just North Carolina's defense could not stop Virginia. Um, Virginia's QB uh, got tw- was 20 of 30 for 208 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Mm-hmm. And their rushing game kind of stood out. <clears throat> uh, Paris Jones got... Uh, 14 rushing attempts for 67 yards. And um, passing game stood out. Uh, Malik Washington had 115 yards and 12 receptions and one touchdown. Hmm. So North Carolina's defense could barely stop the passing game. Barely. I mean, this one did surprise me the most. I gotta say, this was a great game, you know. Um, I saw <clears throat> first quarter Virginia lead in 7 nothing, mm-hmm. and it was 17-14 at the half of UNC, and then Virginia just came back in that um, second half because North, North Carolina only scored 10 points at the second half, while Virginia scored um, 17 points, so I mean... That surprised me. That really surprised me. Next game that was a good game, and it was everything that I thought it would be, was Duke and Florida State. Florida State won that game 38-20. to However, at the half, that game was 20-17 to in favor of Duke. Neither team scored in the third, and then Florida State routed off 21 unanswered points in the fourth to win 38-20. to So Florida State really played tough there in the second half. 
they wore Duke down basically in the fourth quarter and, and you know started scoring. Yeah, um, you know that's what they did to LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU had a good first half, but uh, Florida State uh, just wore them out in that second half. That's how Florida State skated out with the win, and this is how Florida State skated out with the win against mm-hmm. Duke. The same thing that they did to um, <clears throat> LSU. They had an okay first half. And then they had a great second half, and they got the win with a big blowout. Utah continued its dominance over USC, winning 34-32 with a last-second field goal. Yeah, this game this game didn't really surprise me. I knew Utah no. would win. Um, I expected it to be a close game. I did see where they shut Dyson down for the season. He will not return this year. Oh, yeah. Yep. They sh- um, Cameron Rising will not return for nope. this season. So, um, but they really got the passing game going against mm-hmm. USC. See, um, <clears throat> Bryson Barnes was um, 14-23 for 235 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that is that is pretty good for that. That's actually pretty good for in their, in their passing game. Hasn't really been working um, throughout first now seven games of the season. It hasn't been mm-hmm. really working out for Utah, but I think Finally, they got the passing game fixed, and that they'll have a better offense. Um, the rushing games kind of stood out too. Jaquidden mm-hmm. uh, Jackson got 117 rush yards with 26 carries mm-hmm. in that game. So USC's defense is. I mean, we expected this. USC's defense couldn't stop Utah, and Utah came out with the win. Uh, I, I expected this. I really expected this. So the last game that surprised me was Washington-Arizona State. Washington barely won that game off a of pick six, 15-7. Um... They returned the the pick six eighty nine yards for a touchdown to win, but for the most part, that they they went into halftime, and Arizona was uh, Arizona State was up seven to three on Washington. Nobody scored in the third, and Washington got that uh, pick six late to survive, and they scored twelve points in the fourth. That's. Uh, Man. Yeah, that's just very surprising to me. But the rushing game wasn't going. See, um, they they weren't really rushing. See, Will and Nixon got thirteen rush yards with one rushing attempt. They weren't rushing well, the my, ball much. Michael my, Penix Michael Jr. threw two picks and no touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, 275 yards. They played a defense that figured out how to slow them down. Yeah, yep. Arizona State, um, 
I, I agree with you. Arizona State played defense that figured out what Washington was doing on offense, and they knew what to do. So um, they just stopped him, but Washington did come out with the win. Yep. I say that game uh, did surprise me. All right. So you ready to do our last couple of Saturday traditions and go with who we think the top 10 are? So just real quick, I'm going to take the AP top 25 or number one, Georgia, two, Michigan, three, Ohio State, four, Florida State, five, Washington, six, Oklahoma, seven, Texas, eight, Oregon, nine, Alabama, 10, Penn State, 11, Oregon State, 12, Mississippi, 13, Utah, 14, Notre Dame. We'll stop there because we're only going to do a top 10. Right. So now I don't necessarily agree with the coaches poll, the top 25. This is who I think, based off what I've seen in the games that I've watched, who I think top 25 are. We'll start with you, though, and let you, let you go over yours. Uh, tell us who you ranked and why you put them there. Alright, so number one, I rank Georgia. Um, I rank them there because they got a bye week. So, I can't just give Michigan that number one spot. But I give Michigan and Georgia a very close race on, on that number one spot. But I still, I'm going to still keep Georgia right there. Then my new, number two team will be Michigan. Um, I think they're really close to being number one. I just think that... Um, I mean, Georgia got the bye week, so I don't think that Michigan should be number one yet. But, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Number three team will be Ohio State. I don't move them up um, because even though they faced a ranked opponent in the top ten, um, I got to still put them at number three. Because it was a low-scoring game, and there was lots of defense in that game. Now, I watched that game, and there was just lots of defense, you know. Um, Penn State, in the second half, well, the fourth quarter was moving the ball downfield. They were kind of getting in a rhythm. Because in the first half, they couldn't do much. Mm -hmm. They were just, um, they, they could barely get into Ohio State territory. So, I give Ohio, and Ohio State could barely get into Penn State territory. Hostel has moved the ball a little better than Penn State, but um, it was a but Ohio State couldn't really move the ball downfield either. So I put Ohio State still at number three because of how they played against Penn State. Um, my number four team, I'm gonna keep Florida State right there. Um, Florida State. I'm not going to move them. I'm going to keep them at number four uh, because, you know, um, I feel like that Florida State is a really good team even though they faced a ranked opponent and they beat them. Um, I still keep them at number four mm -hmm. just for now, but I think probably in the future I'll raise them again. It's top four. Now my number five team will be Texas. So I put Texas at number five because this is for a reason because Washington only won fifteen to seven against Oregon. I mean not Oregon. Um Arizona State. And that was a really low scoring game. 
And Arizona State's defense really stopped Washington. Uh, Texas played just slightly better than Washington, so I put Texas at number five. Number, my number six team will be Oregon. Oregon played really well, uh, really good against the against, uh, Washington State. I think Oregon does, um, deserve to be the number six team. Even after they lost to Washington, I feel like they still deserve to be at, or not number six team, number six at that number six spot. Mm-hmm. Number seven will be Oklahoma because of their because of their game against UCF. See, um, they had a really tough game against UCF. It was thirty-one to twenty-nine. At one point, at the half, it was seventeen to seventeen at the half, and then start of the fourth quarter, it was twenty-three to seventeen, and uh, Oklahoma. Skate out with the win in this one, so um, their defense wasn't that good. So I put them at number seven. Um, then my number eight team will be Washington. I put Washington three spots down because of how they played against Arizona State. Um, that's just uh, fifteen points against an Arizona State team who was. Uh, let me check. They were one and five, zero oh and three in conference play, and they barely beat Arizona State. That's just, I mean, that's not what you're supposed to do when you're a number five team. I gotta, I gotta say, that's really not what you're supposed to do. So I put Washington at number eight. Number nine team would be Alabama. Their win against Tennessee was great in that second half. So I have a feeling that uh, Alabama should be number nine and back in the top ten. Because, you know, Jalen Milrow has gotten better every game. You know, against Tennessee, he was great. Ever since he got benched, he has he's just been a way better player than he was um in those in those first two games, uh, as the Alabama starting QB, so I think that Alabama should be number nine. Um, you know, Jalen Miller is getting slightly better every single game, and he's he's right now looking like he he might lead Alabama to the top four. My number ten team would be Penn State. Since North Carolina lost, um, I gotta put Penn State right at number ten. I'm not gonna move them out of the top ten because they played great defense against Ohio State, so I can't leave them out of the top ten. So I'm going with Penn State at number ten. So that is my top ten for uh, after week eight. Okay, mine's gonna look a little different. So. I had Michigan number one last week. Based off what they did against Michigan State, I'm leaving them at number one. Georgia was on a bye week, so I'm going to leave them at number two. Um, I just don't. They Two two weeks in a row, they were dominant, and I just don't. I'm not going to move them out of the number one spot. Right now, they're my number one team. Um, Georgia's number two. But like I've said before, 
Michigan and Georgia are interchangeable right now, number one and number two. It's really up to the person who you want to put where. But they're the top. They've separated themselves head and shoulders away from everybody else right now in this current stage in college football. So that's why I did that. Um, Florida State, I definitely have at number three. I think that they're still winning. A win is a win. Um, their wins don't look any less impressive than OSU's wins. So that's why I have Florida State at number three. I have Washington at number four. A win is a win, and they're still winning, and undefeated. And their offense looks light years better than Ohio State. So that's why I wouldn't put Ohio State over Washington. Next is Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma showed they're tough. They're pretty physical, and they got a lot of grit. So I got them at... Uh, number five and so at number six is my last undefeated team at Ohio State and the reason why I did that is right now at this point in the season going into week nine Ohio State looks like the worst of the undefeated teams to this point to me my personal opinion um, that doesn't make it right or wrong but that's why I ranked it that way and I have Ohio State at number six I have Oregon coming in at number seven they had a great bounce back win off of that Washington loss. And I've, with that defense, the way that they play, I think they're going to continue to win. I moved Alabama up to number eight. I agree with you. That, that offense is starting to look a lot better. Jalen Milrow is starting to look like he is um, starting to get a lot more comfortable in that offense. The defense is looking a lot better. Alabama is starting to round into form here you know, a little over midway through the season. I have Penn State at number nine because even though they lost, they did lose to a top 10 team. So I won't drop them out of the top 10 for that. Although I do think now after watching that game, they may be a little overrated. We'll see what happens next week. Texas is my 10th team. I moved, started moving them back up into the top 10 because they've continued to win. And they're one of the better one-loss teams, I think. So that is my top 10. A little bit different from yours. I just don't feel like OSU... If we had to pick today, right? I don't think Ohio State's better than Oklahoma at this point right now in the season. I think that Ohio State's offense struggles. And I think Oklahoma can take advantage of that. I don't think Ohio State's better than Washington at this point in the season, so I couldn't put them over Washington. I don't think they're better than Florida State, and I definitely don't think they're better than Georgia or Michigan. So that's why OSU is at six currently. Obviously, it's all going to shake out in the end because OSU and Michigan have to play each other. Michigan still has to play Penn State. We'll see how that goes. Um, but as of right now, that is my top ten, and they're reason why I rank them that way. Okay. Um, is there uh, anything else you want to uh, cover for the college football? Uh, no, there's nothing else. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's about it for me too. It was pretty cut and dry. I know next week we're going into week nine now. I know Michigan is on a bye week this week. We'll have to 
see what's going on uh, next week with some of the games that are interesting, going to be interesting to watch. I do know the NBA is starting up this weekend, or not this weekend, on Tuesday, the 24th, so that'll be exciting to watch. Uh, NBA starting back up. I'm ready to watch this season. I uh, Denver is still my favorite right now as far as you know teams returning because they only lost one or two players in free agency. They returned just about the same team, so they're going to be tough to beat again. LA made some moves to strengthen and bolster some of their weaknesses they had last year so we'll see how that goes for them if that's enough for them to compete again but uh yeah i'm excited for the nba season to start on tuesday how about you uh yeah i'm really excited for the nuggets and lakers game another team i'd like to keep an eye on is milwaukee that dame miller trade and being able to keep most of their core together I'm uh, I'm interested in watching to see how they fit together. I think they could be devastating. Hockey is in full swing. They're a few games into the season now. There's some teams that are looking good. The Detroit Red Wings look good so far. The Boston Bruins look good. The Philadelphia Flyers look good. The Colorado Avalanche look good. The Dallas Stars look good. Uh, the Vegas Knights look good so far. Um, but we'll see as that goes along. But a lot of hockey going on right now, man. I, I'm I'm uh, I've been watching a lot of it. I got to see a uh, a Kings game the other day. L.A. Kings game. I've yet to get to watch the Detroit Red Wings game. I think I'm going to try to catch one this week. Uh, I'd like to catch the Philadelphia Flyers game and some more, some more of these games. I'm going to start catching some more of these during the week. But, uh, yeah, hockey's in full. NHL's in full swing. I'm going to start picking up some of these games. Yeah. Um, my favorite right now to win the NHL would be the Vegas Knights right now. You know, okay. last year when they won uh, their first Stanley Cup, mm -hmm. you know, um, they were a great team. Right now, they're looking yes. like a really good team. Um, yeah, I think they returned everybody. I don't think they lost anything. Yeah, I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did return everybody, but I have no, no idea. But I still have the Vegas Golden Knights. As my favorite to the Stanley Cup Detroit Red Wings are, uh, it's been a while since they've been relevant. And, uh, right now they're 5-1. and one. I hope they continue to win. I'd like to see them back in the, the, the uh, playoffs at the end of the year. Yeah, I might, I'd like to see them in the playoffs again as well. Because it's, it's been a really long time since the Detroit Red Wings have actually been to the playoffs, you know, because, nope. um, you know, they have they weren't, they weren't really good last year, but this year, um, you know, the Detroit Lions are looking good, 
Um, and now it's looking like Detroit Red Wings are looking good. So. Yep. Um, I hope to see them in the playoffs this year. It'd be pretty interesting. You know, they have the. Uh, pretty sure they have the record for most Stanley Cup championships won. The Detroit Red Wings. So historically, they've been dominant in yeah. the NHL. Yep, but right now, they're looking really dominant once again, just like they were um, <clears throat> back then. They've won 11 Stanley Cups, and it is the most in NHL history. All right, so... That's it for today. Um, we thank you guys for listening to our show. Don't forget, we always post these over on YouTube if you don't like listening to podcasts. If you have friends and family you don't like listening to podcasts, send them over to YouTube to listen to our show. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate your guys' views on YouTube. Please hit like and subscribe. We truly appreciate your guys listening, and we hope you continue to listen. You guys have a good night. And we'll see you next time on the Common Man's Take for Sports.